Hi leaders, Matt here with your week six audio guide. Week six, we're already halfway through the quarter. It's been great so far and uh, excited to see what God's going to continue to do in and through your groups. We're looking at Mark chapter 16, 1 through 14, and uh, this is our Easter Sunday message that Pastor Nate gave. And so we start out with our icebreaker question. This week, it's a fun one. What is your favorite Easter tradition? So this question gives your group the opportunity to maybe hear a little bit more about um, your group's members' uh, family uh, traditions related to Easter, what they're doing now, what they've done in the past. And so feel free to use that, or you don't have to. Our first question is always, what stood out to you in this section of Scripture from Sunday's sermon? And then question two, why is the resurrection the foundation of our faith? How should the reality of the resurrection impact us today? So really, kind of a two-part question here. And uh, the first part of the question, you're going to be able to discuss really the significance of the resurrection. And second part of the question is, how does that impact our lives today? And Pastor Nate shared a little bit in his opening about you know, how Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, that if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. And we know that without the resurrection, really our faith would be worthless because our greatest enemy, Satan, sin, and death, would have not been defeated and we would not have the possibility of new life in Christ. You see, the resurrection proved that Jesus was different from all other religious leaders. His claim to be the way, the truth, and the life, that claim was backed up by his resurrection from the dead. And the resurrection also shows us that Jesus' death on the cross was the sufficient payment and atonement for our sins, as we see in Romans 4, 25. So we know um, that the resurrection is like Josh McDowell, the great apologist, says the most fantastic fact in history. But it's not just something that happened in our past. We want it to impact and influence our present and our future. And I think this is a really good discussion to have with your group. And really, you could just sum it up in one word, hope. The resurrection provides us with hope today and hope for our future. Because today we have a Savior who's not dead, but alive. We know that we can come to him, that he is uh, there for us. And we can cast our cares on him, knowing that he cares for us and that we're going to find rest for our souls but the resurrection also provides us with a future hope, doesn't it? Death is not the end for us believers who trust in Jesus. We will be raised to new life with him in heaven, and that is something for us to look forward to. So that future reality can impact us today, as well as the reality of our Savior who is with us and will never leave us nor forsake us. Question three, Pastor Nate shared seven proofs for the validity of the resurrection. How does this evidence for the resurrection build up your faith and trust in the gospel? In addition to these proofs, how are you convinced that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? So really the purpose of this question is to discuss those seven proofs with your group and how those proofs really give um, foundation and really bolster your group's faith and trust in the gospel. And then second, the question provides your group with the opportunity to share their own personal experience investigating um, the truthfulness of Jesus and the Gospels. So for that first section, just to note, uh, remember, as you discuss these proofs, um, that there may be some in your group that they haven't really questioned the validity of the resurrection. Um, while you may have others in your group that have spent time, really extensive time, examining the evidence for the resurrection. And 
either way, you know, uh, there, there's no wrong way to come to that conclusion that the resurrection is true and wonderful. And I think this discussion can be really edifying and equipping in a way too where it can be used for us to bolster our faith and our witness to those who have not yet believed Christ and his resurrection. As the resurrection can be a stumbling block for certain skeptics to really put their faith in Jesus. It's, it's for some, just unbelievable. And that's why 1 Peter 3.15, I think, is encouraging for things like this and that we should always be ready to give an answer when someone asks about the hope that is inside, an answer or a reason. And so I think teachings like this can be great to provide reasons for our unbelieving friends and relatives to know the hope that is found in Jesus. And then that second part of the question is going to allow you to lead your group to share and testify of of how they've become convinced of the gospel in, in Christ. And really the goal is not to have everyone share their personal testimony. That would be great to do at a future meeting or as we've shared about how you can incorporate personal testimonies into your group time. Instead, really, it's to ask your group to maybe sum up in a sentence or two how they've come to be convinced that Jesus is who he said he is. And maybe consider even casting the vision like the blind man from John chapter 8 as an example. Um, you remember the story where Jesus heals the blind man and then the, the unbelieving Jews were questioning this man and really trying to kind of back him into a corner to claim uh, something about Jesus so that they could kind of hold it against Christ. And his response is one of the most beautiful, succinct testimonies in the Gospels. In John 9, 25, he simply says, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. And so for our group to be able to kind of think through and maybe to, to, to kind of sum up, what is it that you have come to be convinced of? Um, that, is, that is that convincing proof of the trustworthiness of Christ and the Gospel. Question four, because of the resurrection, we can experience new life that is found in Christ. What's different about you today being in Christ than if you had never been rescued from your sin? And how does that shape your worship unto the Lord? Now, this question is going to provide your group the opportunity to reflect on how, because of the resurrection, Christ has changed them and how that change inspires them to worship. You know, we probably all had those moments in our Christian life where we've said, man, if it wasn't for Jesus, I would be so lost right now. And some members of your group, maybe they have spent years experiencing what life apart from Christ was like. So it's not hard for them to think about what their life would be like apart from Christ. While others in your group may have gotten glimpses of life apart from Jesus. But what we can all share in common is that growing realization that Christ is the greatest treasure in life and without him we are lost. And this realization should inspire us to worship our Lord, not just with our voices and what we do corporately singing together on Sundays. That's one aspect of worship, but really through our lives of obedience to the commands of Jesus. And these commands um, increasingly require us to die to self in order that the life of Christ may be seen in and through us by his spirit. And this is what worship for the follower of Christ looks like. So uh, have fun with this question as you guys talk about um, and not glory in your past lives or what life looked like per se, but more glorying in the realization of the life that Christ has provided for you today. 
And then our fifth question, one that we often just put out there simply to leave room for you um, to apply with your group is after studying this passage, what is one thing that you're going to do in response to these truths this week? So remember, whatever the applications may be, just encourage your group towards living out the gospel, living out the truth of who Jesus is and who we are in light of that truth by the power of his Holy Spirit. As we close up this week's Leader Guide, I just want to encourage us leaders with a word about personal testimonies. And we've been talking about this a little bit, and some of you are even choosing this week to include those as your main discussion time. But, you know, one of the themes I'm seeing in Pastor Nate's message and even in our questions and leader guide is just this theme of presenting the reasons for the hope, for the reality of Christ. And our personal testimonies are one of the most powerful uh, apologetics um, and evidences for the changed life that Jesus wants to bring. And so I encourage you, as you lead your members, to inspire them to really consider their personal testimony as a way to share about the reality of Christ and who he is and what he's done. It can be um, as simple as John chapter 9, the blind man. I once was blind, but now I see. It could be as extensive as Paul and different areas of the book of Acts where there's a a more um, prolonged kind of unfolding and story of how God changed and transformed us. The point is to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be ready to share, to be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us. And that's one way that you can encourage your members this week as we reflect on the reality of the resurrection. God bless you guys. And we're praying for you to have an awesome time discussing these amazing truths.